All right, everybody, welcome to Tonecast number 80. We've got a pretty good show lined up for you, and as well as some exciting things this week, we're uh, releasing a new gold foil, so uh, there's going to be appropriate links associated, and just check it out. We're excited to show it to you. Yeah, excited to have the gold foils out finally. Um, we've been jamming on them for a month and a half, two months now, and and so those will be releasing as of the release of this podcast as well. So we do want to mention before we get on here with Trey uh, from Tulsa Band, uh, we've got a really cool uh, thing on our website that we talk about every single podcast. And <laughs> the reason we do that is because it's a helpful tool for you as a guitarist uh, looking for a great sounding set of pickups. And we're going to help you walk through that process. And you, it's called the Pickup Chooser. You can see it on our homepage. Fill that out. Marco or I will contact you back and have a conversation about tone and your gear and help you find a, find a cool set of pickups. So we want to just plug that every podcast. We plug that every podcast. We put a link to that in the, the show notes as well. So you can get right to that. Um, one last thing too, before we jump on here with Trey, but um, if you're on iTunes, uh, leave us a rating, uh, hopefully a good rating on the, on the show. <laughs> um, leave us this rating, the rating so that more people can find this, the tone cast and, and enjoy what the guitar content we have here. So without further ado, uh, I'm gonna welcome on Trey Johnson. He is the owner of Tulsa Band and Guitars in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Trey, how are you today? I'm doing good, how are you? Good, man. Uh, it's good to have you on the show and uh, we're excited to, uh, to have you on. I guess um, I'll have Marco kick things off here with the first question, but we'll get right into it. Yeah, well, welcome, yeah. Trey. It was good to, good to meet you over the phone and glad to finally uh, get to talk to you. I know that you're one of our dealers and I always see your name on our build sheet. So it's really awesome to finally get to talk to you. But, uh, you know, why don't, yeah. why don't you just tell us about yourself and about Tulsa B&G? Yeah, um, well, thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, I, I, it took a minute to kind of get the scheduling worked out. You know, we all, we're, we're all busy in this time. Um, you know, ever since, you know, COVID kind of hit, it's just been kind of one of those, one of those times. And, um, you know, I, I'm a working boss, so I work in my store alongside my employees. So, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to always juggle everything, but, um, yeah, this is, this is cool. Um, well, basically, um, going back, I mean, I'm, I'm a Tulsa native, um, came up through I actually came up through band and orchestra I was a trumpet player um you know from the time I was 12 years old um and then I went to um a local college here uh TU University of Tulsa and and got a music degree um and then I had I had played trumpet for so many years I had some I had some jaw problems you know, towards the end of my college, um, experience where I had done a little bit of piano and then I, um, I had to get private lessons credits. So I started, you know, taking guitar, um, at, at school just to like finish up my degree. Cause I pretty much had to put the trumpet down at that time. Mm. Um, and that was kind of what started me off, um, in guitar. So I didn't really come to guitar, um, as a player until later, um, you know, not not a traditional guitar player um, path. Um, I would consider it like a secondary instrument for me. Mm -hmm. You know, even though I've like played you know in bands and stuff and fronted my own my own group, um, I'm I wouldn't consider myself like a you know I'm not going to go rip off solo or anything. Mm -hmm. But um, 
you know, I, I know enough to be dangerous, you know, with just having a music background. Be dangerous. I like uh, that. <laughs> yeah. And same with keyboard and over COVID, I've, I've kind of been getting more into playing piano. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of how I came to guitar. And then after school, I got a job at um, another local store here doing band orchestra stuff and doing lesson stuff, which kind of led me to... Um, over to Tulsa band. Um, the former owner hired me, um, in like maybe 2014. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I did a bunch of band stuff and also kind of through picking up guitar and, and getting more into that world. They were, um, at that time, Tulsa band was kind of just getting into doing a lot of boutique pedals and, and starting with, with some of the guitar lines and starting to grow that business. Um, during that time, you know, reverb kind of came around and, and we were in early on reverb and, and we had always done well with eBay going back to the early days of eBay with Tulsa band. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was a natural progression. And I, during that time, I learned a lot about pedals and a lot about guitars. And, um, so when the original owner kind of got time for him to, he wanted to be out of retail because he was a he was a band and orchestra repair guy, he's actually still around here. He just kind of fixes horns, but um, we kind of struck up a deal because I was I was looking I was actually kind of thinking about at that time doing my own amp and doing a, an, an amp line, and I had kind of thought about um, you know just kind of building. I had been building cabs and stuff on the side, like because I'm I'd like to do like random woodworking projects and like rehouse old amps and things for fun. Mm. Um but that was kind of my trajectory until, you know, I basically got the opportunity to take over the shop, which I was already kind of doing a lot here anyway. Um and since that time, you know, I've really leaned into the guitar thing and um our band orchestra, you know, over COVID kind of that kind of killed a lot of the band and orchestra stuff. So even in that time, I mean, it had already been kind of snowballing our guitar and, and pedal stuff is what we're kind of known for around here. Pedals, especially. Um, and we buy and sell a lot of used gear, you know, you kind of have to do that. Um, but the, the pedal business is really what kind of catapulted us up here. Um, um, so yeah, we've just kind of been growing that and, and growing our reverb shop. I mean, our reverb shop has just been insane since, you know, quarantine and has just continued on. So, so a lot of those dollars, you know, that I would normally have spent on band orchestra, I kind of had to shift mm -hmm. in order to, to just meet demand because demand, you know, hasn't really slowed down. I know on a manufacturing side, it's just been kind of hard to get stuff, you know? Um, but we just, we do our best to manage that and, and provide stuff. But, um, it's just been, you know, just a wild time for, for that kind of thing. So yeah, that's kind of the general overview of, of where I started and, and where I'm at now. And yeah. Very cool. So, so on the website, it says you took over and, in 2018 as the owner. So yeah. maybe talk, I mean, you touched on this a little bit, but maybe talk about that process of going from employee to owner and kind of inheriting the, uh, 
the uh, the owner problems, I guess, at that point. Well, yeah. I mean, I was I was not really prepared for that. I mean, I was pretty much just, uh, you know, we had a small crew, so I, I did a lot already. But, you know, that you're not really ever really prepared for that kind of thing <laughs> until you actually do it. But um, I... I uh, I mean, I don't come from money or anything, so I, I, you know, I had to get a business loan and everything. I had to write my own, you know, business plan and secure financing. I'd do all that stuff myself, and and I got a good enough terms and everything from the original owner. I was able to to do it on my own, um, so I own I own it outright. Um, but yeah, it was it was almost uh, it, it, that whole process took yeah several several months. I mean. It was about a six to eight month process just to just to kind of do it um, because it's it's a lot of moving parts and um, yeah so and I was working in the shop during that whole time so there was really no interruption in uh, services <laughs> we just kept kept moving forward um, but yeah and then I had to kind of go through the whole process of kind of doing a lot of updating in the shop. Um, we're kind of in like a random industrial area in, in Tulsa. It's kind of like off the path, you know, it's not like a, we're not in like a downtown or, you know, we're kind of in a weird spot, but the shop has just been here for so many years, you know, we're just kind of a destination, which a lot of music stores still are, you know, it's just one of those things um, that may never change. Um, but yeah, um, I've just done a lot of, updating to the inside of our shop um had to do tons of work there um new floors you know i i did i just kind of brought it up to level where we could have you know a little more boutique stuff and which is what we've tried to push for you know some of the some nicer guitar brands and just more pedals and just build a little better atmosphere um and bring the shop to a new level so yeah well, and yeah, and that's like a good segue, I guess, into my next question, because I am actually like combing your reverb listings right now. And, and you know, the listings look really well done and professional. I like the the red rug, like that makes the guitars easy to buy. And yeah, I can see that you do have a lot of like boutique cool stuff. Like I see a, the new Strymon pedal, I think it's like a phaser that they recently put out and Keeley stuff yeah. and Milkman amps. So there's definitely some cool stuff in your shop. I uh like I like looking at that kind of stuff. So I mean, what are some of your highlight brands? I guess that you carry. I see Reverend is also on there, and that's. A I good, mean, my a big good thing, brand, honestly, is like I don't want to. I want to have something for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to buy as much stuff. We try to be as like, because um, Tulsa weirdly has like a lot of music stores for the size of city that we are, because it's kind of a music town. Um, Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of music history here for the state and for the region. Um, so, and, and band orchestra is really big. So that supports like several stores, you know, we have more stores than like big cities have, um, mm-hmm. like brick and mortar privately owned businesses, you know, and we have guitar center. So I try to be like the alternative to guitar center, you know, with just having, a wide variety of stuff. Um, but we're definitely trying to get more and more of the high end and more stuff that you wouldn't see every day, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, with pedals. I mean, we don't really have much competition there, but 
you know, <laughs> there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of different guitar brands you can find in this area. Um, so it, it's, it's a good town for guitar players <laughs> and we have a lot of good guitar players in town. So, yeah. And that's just interesting to me, uh, for me to hear from Boise. I mean, the, like the shops have definitely taken a hit in this time and even like I mean, I've heard like four or five people tell me like, yeah, Guitar Center's inventory is just dwindling too. And like when the Guitar Center is yeah. suffering, but I think there is like, there is those people that want to go to these brick and mortar stores and they'd rather go and hang out with their, their buddy, their, you know, their guitar guy that that's there at the, at their shop, you know, rather For than sure. just, you know, buying the, the whatever brand that you can get at Guitar Center. But yeah, but, but it's like you can count on Guitar Center having these brands and you're like, okay, when I want something that isn't that, where am I going to go? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And they find us, I mean, and we, we do our best to, you know, keep them loyal here too. So I mean, we keep pretty small crew, but you know, we work hard and we just, you know, we try to have that more of a personal shop type of atmosphere. It's not, it's not real. Uh, it's definitely a much different vibe than a GC. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. That's I'm. I'm curious. Like, you know, the, you mentioned like the vibe in the shop, and we've actually had a lot of conversations about that. Just even even as people come into to our showroom, is we want to we want to make people feel uh, welcome and invited, and and it's a cool place to to hang out and, and play guitar. Um, I do, Trey, want to ask you kind of about the the last, I guess, year and a half, which feels like five years. Um, but just, yeah. we had a podcast, uh, our podcast through the last year was kind of uh, interviewing everyone from store owners to, to artists to uh, venue managers and just kind of like, you know, talk about the, the challenges of the day, uh, talk about maybe how you survived, how you're still, you know, still standing and, and maybe just kind of, walk me through a little bit of that last year and a half or so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a journey for sure. I mean, it's, um, it's weird because like I, I've, I've been coming to work the entire time. I was never at home. Um, you know, when it first happened, um, I did have to close the doors because it was, we knew nothing about it and every, everything shut down. So it was kind of a ghost town around this area because it was all like industrial. And like <laughs> when I would come to and from work every day, because um, I only live about 10 minutes away from my store, it would be, it was weird. It was, it would just, there would be no cars on the road. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I, I basically, for the first, I don't know, six to eight weeks, honestly. I was here by myself with with uh, the luthier and our amp, our guitar and amp techs and our repair guys, but the uh, retail guys weren't here. I basically, you know, I did all the the government assistance and I just I kept everybody on. Luckily, um, but I shipped all the orders. I mean, I was kind of doing everything um, just to keep because the online was so strong. And I know this is probably a lot of people. Um, it pretty much kept us going because um, I haven't typically done a lot of like Amazon stuff, but at that time I was just you know because the in store pretty much went away. Um, I was I just ran everything as an online shop, and we were already using, we were already doing so much business. I mean, so much our 
so much of our guitar business is already online anyway. Um, we were already kind of set up, so like it didn't affect us that much. Um, it definitely did on the band orchestra side during like um, you know back to school, but the guitar thing exploded so much that it didn't really matter. It just kind of ended up being a wash for for that year. So I was very very lucky, and I'm I, I don't know about how you know a lot of other stores fared. I, I definitely heard stories of you know, stores that didn't have an online presence, you know, not, not doing so well or actually having to close, but, um, because they didn't have the, the combo side there, but, um, yeah, we, we were fine. And the challenge definitely was, I mean, there was a lot on my shoulders personally <laughs> because I had to just make sure to get everything out and, you know, just protect myself and, and I did end up just having to pretty much close a shop and and kind of do by appointment only and and very every precaution I could possibly take to protect myself to keep my shop you know going. Mm-hmm. But but we did it, and um, you know to anybody else out there who was kind of in the same position, I mean I applaud you because I it was it was not easy, um, and we kind of came out on a out on on the other side. I mean it's still kind of you know it's still going. But it, it definitely feels different now, you know, now with everyone's, you know, we're all vaccinated here. So we feel a little more comfortable with, you know, our situation. Um, but we've we've tried to take as many precautions as we can and just, you know, continue to help our, our online customers. And, and a lot of our, our longtime customers are, are back and, and we're getting our foot traffic back and, and there's a lot of venues, you know, here that are doing that are doing, you know, really a really good job. Like even small venues where it's you know vax only and shows where you know it's mask and vax only. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like the community is doing a pretty good job of trying to get you know shows going again and and keeping music going. But um, it's just one of those things that. Um, it's a silver lining of, of the whole experience because everyone was at home and and reflecting and and trying to make music and, you know, picking up an instrument and they had the time to reflect and say like, okay, what's, what's important here and had some free time, you know, it, it, it kind of worked out for a lot of people. So, um, we were, we were lucky, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, and I guess, I mean, it just showcases kind of the adaptability and like, luckily, maybe you just, this fell into your hands at the right time and you had the right mindset to really keep it, you know, afloat and relevant. And I mean, it also just speaks to your, like your passion for for the music and the instrument. And it's cool that, you know, it's like you started in horn and like you said, you maybe took like a secondary entrance into the guitar world, but it's still like, it's all music and it's all like rooted in that passion. Yeah. And, and that's something that, you know, like pushes us, you know, cause we know we're, you're not going to be like billionaires doing this kind of thing, but, but it's something no. that we like doing, you know, and, and, and the root of that is the music. And, and so I'm sure that you're like an active musician and, you know, you're working on your own stuff and probably a lot of the guys in your shop too, they're, working on their own projects and so it's like you've assembled a team of people that are passionate about music and i don't know i guess i'm just curious about 
maybe some of the music that you guys are into kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's a pretty wide range. We're definitely all, um, I mean, we're all musicians. It's a, it's musicians helping musicians here in, in our shop. Um, and like my guitar guys are, they're more, you know, like rock guys, but they have a very eclectic mix. And then my band orchestra guys, you know, he's like a saxophonist and, and repair tech. Um, but they have all sorts of different backgrounds and, and they're actually back to playing shows, um, even cool. past this, this past week. So, um, and yeah, I, I don't have as much time personally <laughs> as I did when I was just an employee, but I'm working on that. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a band called marking strangers and I, I put out a record, um, a few years ago before I'd kind of taken ownership. Um, <clears throat> it's out there. It's on Spotify. If anyone wants to check it out, it's kind of like a, I don't know, um, I'm a kind of a Gilmore guy, like, uh, Ooh, yeah. Pink Floyd, um, was one of my big influences and just like pop stuff. And I wrote it, um, with a, I have a writing partner, uh, Christy Stallcup, who's like an amazing keyboard player here in town. She does a lot of like the musical theater stuff. And, um, we worked at a, at our, my past store that I worked at before. That's how we met. And we kind of wrote it together. Um, and then I had done the little tiny desk, um, contest. <laughs> we submitted a song for that and it got some love on there. We didn't cool. win it, but we got, you know, they like shared us on their social and, and whatnot. And it got some, it got some views. So it was kind of cool. I just, I didn't promote it very well. I just, you know, I, I, I really do just like, you know, making stuff and making music. And I had some composition background in college and, and done, I had, I have like a film scoring minor whenever I did, um, and jazz studies whenever I did, uh, my music degree. So I just like, yeah, making music and I like the process of writing, recording music. I, I'm not the greatest like front man of a band, but I really like, um, you know, just making and, and, and writing stuff and, and the challenge of that, you know? So, um, I'm hoping to, you know, have some time here once this kind of all regulates a little bit for me, which it is, you know, now that things are starting to get back to normal a little bit, um, trying to make some time for that. So, um, cause that is, yeah, what it's all about. And, and trying to, you know, help other people do that too. That's, that's like another big portion of what we try to do at the shop too. We're trying to work with some local, um, there's a nonprofit here, um, that places instruments with kids who, you know, can't afford them. And we do a lot of their repair and we've been able to donate some instruments and guitars and stuff to kids who are, you know, have some talent, but may not have, um, money to do that. So we're, we're trying to do what we can. And, um, I also did a, a, a project, um, if people want to check that out, um, with a local venue here called the Canes Ballroom, which is like a famous, um, uh, famous venue around here, um, where Western Swing kind of got, it had origins of Western Swing, uh, Bob Wills, the Texas Playboys, um, between here and Austin, they would pretty much run that circuit back in like the 
um, like the forties. Um, but it, it's, it's a real historic venue. They had, um, an old maple dance floor that they had ripped out maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, but they had it in storage, but it was the original, it was the original dance floor when it, from whenever they had renovated it the last time. And we had some guitars commissioned, built by a local builder out of that wood, like the necks and all. Um, and then we, we auctioned one of those off for, uh, Tulsa public schools foundation, um, to buy instruments. And we raised about 30, $30,000, you know, which, you know, for band instruments, it's, it, it doesn't go like a crazy far <laughs> way, but, um, it, helps. it definitely, it definitely, yeah, it definitely helped. And it was a really cool project. Um, and the, the owners of Canes have a couple of them and, I think I think Jack White actually has one of them too because they had one that they sold I think but we made four or five of them but that was a really cool that was a really cool project that is really cool yeah that's some the, some heritage there and yeah I like that but yeah just trying to be you know um, a part of our scene and, and our community, something that, yeah, you're not going to get at um, a big box store, you know? Yeah. I like that you mentioned helping, helping people kind of be inspired by music. I mean, that's very close to our kind of big giant why as, as Porter is we want to, we create tools that inspire people to play guitar and the yeah. same deal. We all love music and it's kind of like this, you know, for musicians, it's very easy to be like, to to understand like how music grabs you and how it touches you and and how it's just so cool to hear people's creativity through that and you know to be kind of on the forefront of the you know the next whoever player right that might be walking into your store and and treating them well and and doing doing good uh, getting them some gear that's definitely a uh, definitely a a worthwhile cause um, like like yeah. we said like we said none of us are going to be um, uh, driving yachts anytime soon or right but you know we'll, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're happy we can sleep at night because we're we're definitely doing something. don't get into this business to you know get rich <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um yeah so i got a kind of a question for you trey just in in terms of the music industry and kind of your thoughts about um kind of where um where you see the music industry going what, what kind of what's next for the music industry um, there's a lot of, you know, a- adaptation was kind of the key word for this whole last year. And we're seeing things like the NAM show being moved around. We're seeing kind of this surge of online even more so. Um, what, what's kind of your take as a store owner, kind of what you've seen from manufacturing to just kind of, uh, you know, you've got your pulse on on some of that stuff. But wh- where do you see the music industry going? Just like music retail in general? Yeah. Um, well, that's a really good question. That's, that's, I'm going to write down, that, I'm going to write down your answer. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is something I try to ponder all the time, but, um, it's, it's tough, you know, COVID kind of changed the game. I've been wondering, you know, because there's just been this exponential growth on uh, in guitar music and, and well, in guitar sales. And I'm wondering how that that is going to translate into 
um, you know, the art that's going to come out of it. Um, I definitely see, I mean, I'm in a, like a little group chat with some of my close friends and we have like a separate one just for music videos and we share a lot of random music videos and uh, it's always interesting. It's just like new stuff every day, you know, and you see, you see guitar, you're just like, this is how are these people just ending up with this stuff? You know, it's just so many, so many different things out there. Um, so many choices now and the used market is so, um, it's so flush with, with good stuff. You know, um, I am always amazed when we just sell so many new things because the used market is very, very good. Um, but, um, that is, that's kind of a head scratcher for me, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. Where I just kind of, I just kind of try to adapt to what's what's happening. This this year has been a little bit more. This summer, rather, has been a little bit more like a regular summer where we like see that. And I don't know how you guys are, but like that July August kind of lull, you know. Um, and yeah. I kind of gauge that by what's going on on Reverb. And this summer was a little more um, like a regular year, which um, yeah. So it was a little bit more predictable, although still up from like where we were, but we also like, you know, I'm, I'm newer. I've, I've, this is like my third year of, you know, really having control of everything and knowing what, what, uh, what to expect. And, you know, half of that time was during like a global pandemic. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard. It's kind of a hard question for me to answer, you know? Um, so I'm just, I'm really interested to see what happens in the next like six months to a year with as, as far as like that market and, and also what kind of like, uh, what kind of music comes out of it? Because the more things that I see, I, I feel like there's like this seventies aesthetic like coming on. I don't know. You know, yeah. like yeah. the new like Saint Vincent record and like that uh Silk Sonic Bruno Mars thing that came out. Silk Sonic, yeah. Like, um, so I don't know. And and maybe for guitar music, I don't know, maybe I don't I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, when is it gonna come back around? We're just gonna have like, you know, a bunch of eighties like hair bands and stuff, you know, <laughs> like there's gonna be all these like new guitar players and there are so many people picking up guitar now it seems like guitar music kind of has to kind of come around again like maybe to the height of what it was i don't know if it will or not but you know um there's also a lot of like female people playing guitar like that's a huge growing demographic like um i've seen a lot of you know a lot of women like buying guitars especially online like from us like so that's like a whole, that's a whole new, um, you know, demographic that seems like, I mean, there's always been like women playing guitar, but you know, it seems like it's grown a lot, you know? So, <clears throat> and it seems like you see a lot more like music videos, like, you know, girl bands and, and yeah. So that's, <laughs> I guess that's an answer. I, I, yeah. I don't really... <laughs> I don't really know for sure. I mean, it's, it seems all positive, like on our end, you know, we're, we're, it's there. So we're, we're going to continue on. We're going to continue to grow. So we're going to just respond to it. So we're, we're leaning into it 
as much as we can afford, you know? So. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that's a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. There's just like a whole new demographic that maybe was not seeing as like, Oh, that's something that we can do. But yeah, I've heard people compare Taylor Swift to Eddie Van Halen and the fact that Taylor Swift inspired this entire generation of people just to pick up guitar. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just the female yeah. populace, but it's just like, yeah, it, she maybe inspired just as many people as Eddie did. And yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I think St. Vincent's and her having like a music man signature too is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really good for, for the guitar world. Yeah. That's and the, it's like really, really cool guitar too. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of different variations too. I've seen like triple mini humbuckers, double humbuckers, single coils on it. So, you know, you can really yeah. get whatever yeah. sound you want out of that thing. Yep. Yeah. And I guess this is kind of a question that we always kind of bring around and ask everybody on the, on the podcast, but it's kind of the, the desert Island, you know, if you could only play through one pedal, one amp, and one guitar. What? Where are you leaning at right now, as far as setup? <laughs> oh man, that's tough. It's tough. Um, it changes too. Every week, one it seems each. like. Yeah, just one. Just for simplicity's sake, you can only, you know, an armful of gear. What? What are you taking in? <laughs> so I had a guitar for years, um, and I sold it over the pandemic. I don't know why it came into my head that I needed to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. but I regret it every single day. And it was, a, it was a strat. It was a Japanese strat, oh, man. um, sunburst strat, um, that I had, I still had all the original stuff, but I put a Gilmore EMG set in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I used to record pretty much all the, a lot of the guitar stuff on my record. I used that cause it was just so clean and, and, I just use, like, yeah, the sound. I mean, and the way that neck felt, and the way the guitar resonated, um, that would that would be my guitar if I could get that guitar back. Um, I would pay a lot of money to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then as far as the pedal, oh, and side note on that guitar, I sold it to a guy in town and then I don't know, a few months later I saw it in the shop. Um, and he had put like some different neck on it and just like basically ruined it. Oh, <laughs> and I was no. very, very sad. So I was just like, if you have that neck, like I'll, I'll buy Holy. it back from, and then I never heard from him again. Mm. Yeah. Like I tried to, I tried to get it back, but yeah, maybe I'll see it again someday. But, um, a pedal, the pedal I've been the most solid on, um, it's our number one selling pedal. It's, uh, it's like a clone clone, um, called the clone by, uh, Rocky repair damp. It's a guy in Texas, Shane Logan, mm. um, just sell tons of those, but it is just, just the best little clean. You can, you know, use it as just like a clean goose. You can, it, it sounds good on like any amp, you know, um, it just makes everything better. Um, yeah. but it's just a simple, you know, three knob clone, um, use it as boost, really gained it up, you know, whatever you need to do. It's an awesome studio tool that and like the JHS color box is one of my favorite pedals. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> but I think just like as a straight with an amp, a guitar and 
you know, that, that pedal. Um, and as far as an amp, I don't know. I'm, I've never been <laughs> super partial to anything mm-hmm. in particular. Um, so I'm not, I'm not super, I'm not super picky on amps, but we just got the new, um, harmony amps. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. like high on those amps right now. Yeah. Um, because they're like super affordable, um, and they're just good. Um, I think the five watts, like five fifty with an attenuator, <clears throat> um, the 20 Watts, like six fifty with an attenuator and effects loop. Um, I probably right now, you know, since you're asking me right now, I'd probably take one of those cause it can pretty much do whatever you need it to do. Like a 20 Watt harmony, um, H620, which if you haven't checked those amps out, like check them out. Cause they're, really for the money they are awesome hmm. that's really cool i, I yeah. didn't actually know about that line they so like have to just check them came out. out like a couple weeks ago so they're like brand new but yeah. um yeah they're they're doing some cool stuff and the, the guitars are are actually really good too they're they're built in the in the same factory as the the heritage in kalamazoo mm-hmm. um so we've we've had good luck with that stuff but I'm really excited to have those amps to have like a, just a really solid, affordable, um, you know, it's like a fender style amp, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, Sounds yeah. like a good, that, that'd be my rig. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to look into those Marco after, uh, <laughs> directly after this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so, so Trey, I got a, I got a Tulsa story for you. Okay. Can I, can okay. I share that now? Um, and then I'm going to, sure. then I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire questions, but I, but every time, well, like every time I think about Tulsa, I think about the one time I drove through Tulsa and this was yeah. 2000 and it was between 2003 and 2005, I believe somewhere in that range. So I'm obviously a Boise state fan. Um, Boise state used to, oh, yeah. to play Tulsa all the time when they were in the same league. And yeah. so I lived in Memphis at the time. So I would drive from Memphis to, to Louisiana tech games, to Tulsa games, um, kind of. So I remember being like a few blocks from the stadium there, um, at, at yeah. Tulsa and, and my car got trashed, not really trashed, but it got spray painted and colored on and, <laughs> and, uh, I, Sorry to laugh, but. Yeah, no, it's fine. And there was, there was unmentionable things on the, uh, antenna, of the car oh, and, and uh so that that's my experience with Tulsa so I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure your store is awesome no I'm just kidding I'm giving you a hard time did but, you get you wait so you went to Boise uh so so Boise been, State? I grew up here so I've been a Boise State fan uh you oh, know okay, for a yeah. long time and so when I when I moved to Memphis the that was one of the closest games to to go see the team play um, yeah. So, so driving from Memphis, yeah, I just remember, yeah, chalk and spray paint, and and it was like a it was a '93 uh, Dodge Caravan or <laughs> Plymouth or something wow. like that. So, so I, like it, it wasn't really like that big of a deal that it got trashed, <laughs> but yeah, I that just, was uh, those were like the whack days. I they think. were the whack days. Yeah, I just remember a few yeah. people honking at those, us on, on the road and stuff. So that was fun. <laughs> that those were that was exciting times. That was a. Uh, kind of before they 
like redid a lot of the <laughs> the campus there in the stadium. It was it was it was a much different time. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of a fun time. I I actually um, I was the mascot for for oh, TU wow. uh, for a couple years. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> or you were, like maybe wa- like a season. Wow, I wonder if you were there yeah. like when I was there. That would be trippy. <laughs> like, maybe that I, was the, that was a little before my time okay but i definitely like went to some of those ga- games i was gonna like, say uh, like you yeah. know it would be crazy if i like had a story of beating up the mascot and it was you <laughs> and then we found out this <laughs> this all, all well, these years I, later <laughs> i um i went to to you on a music scholarship and then um my mom actually got a job there like maybe halfway through school which allowed me to not have to be on, on a scholarship anymore mm-hmm um, cause I didn't have like a full ride or anything. So, um, I, that means that I didn't have to be in marching band. Cause when you're in, uh, when you have a music degree and you're on scholarship, you, ha- you gotta do marching band. So, um, after that was like not a requirement for me, I was like, I still want to do something. And I like knew the people who did it. And I was just like, I'm going to do this just for, just for fun. <laughs> and TU has a very weird mascot. It's, uh, captain kane and he's like an anthropomorphized um tornado or hurricane nice oh um, and he's cute. like gold it, it they they got rid of that actually because i guess it was just like too weird and and people thought it was stupid so they he just looks like a guy he just looks like a guy in a cape now but okay. <laughs> i was like one of the last ones to, to, to be a tornado that. the old yeah, the, people google that like Captain Kane, you'll you'll see um, you in a in a tornado suit. That's fantastic. Probably. Yeah, it, and it's really really strange. I think it got voted like one of the worst mascots in college sports. So, <laughs> but it, it was super fun. Honestly, it was it was it was it was a super fun time. That's great. Well, I got a couple rapid fire questions to uh, to kind of end out the show. So I'm gonna gonna hit you with those. You ready? Yeah. All right, so so give me one high and one low of running a music store. Um, well, I mean, it's just a fun place to come and and hang out with everybody I work with, you know, and 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 be able to provide for all the people who work here. Um, so that I get a lot of fulfillment out of that. Um, it is very demanding on my time and and you know everything i have to shoulder um so that's that's the low part of it it's like you you get all the good and the bad so you know there's not a lot of not a lot of days off going on over here you know um while you're trying to grow grow a new business so but you kind of have to take that part of it you know it, it can be kind of a grind you know for sure and especially during you know the last like two years of, of what we've all been going through collectively. So that was added stress. But, um, at the end of the day, like your autonomy and, and being around music and, and being able to, uh, you know, keep being around, um, the scene and, and do those kinds of things, um, be around my people, you know, that's, that's worth it to me. Cool. Okay. And then, and then the next uh, rapid fire one here would be, um, maybe what advice would you give someone who is looking at starting a music store? Um, just don't do it in Tulsa and that'll be fine. <laughs> I like it. I like, don't no, know, don't I mean, open up a pickup shop in Boise and, or a music start store. Small, 
that would be my advice. Don't try to do too much, you know, and just be okay with, you know, slower organic growth. You know, I've gotten in a couple of situations where I was, you know, kind of overordered myself a little bit and, mm. uh, you know, had to work out some little bit of financing, but, you know, just, just don't try to, yeah, get, do too much all at once. You know, if you, you really want to do it, it's, it's not easy and it's not, you're not going to get rich. So you do it for the love of it and, you know, yeah. So just start small, you know, maybe just even start a reverb and see where you can go from there, you know, just see, see what you can do and, and maybe start out, you know, with some sort of a skill or something, you know, if you're a luthier, got some sort of repair or something like that, that's usually how you could supplement, um, you know, cause we do a lot of, we do a lot of repair here a lot of repair work goes on band orchestra guitar and, um, you know, and amps all under one roof. So got a big portion of our shop is, is, is actual repair stuff. Our retail is actually kind of a small space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you just make do with the, what you got available to you, right? Yeah. Right. And so, um, we'll probably just, uh, have one, last quick question and then maybe uh, we'll uh, stop taking up too much of your time but this is one that I actually really like because I'm very interested and so if you were to open up your streaming music streaming service and hit play what album or what is playing right now what what were you listening to when you turn the keys off in your ignition and you're walking into the shop um, today yeah, I was um, making Brian listen to the Metallica Blacklist album because mm-hmm. that was uh, uh, yeah. that's what we've been spinning <laughs> yeah um, I was listening to some of the Tulsa sound stuff. Um, cause I just kind of got thinking about that whenever I was, um, thinking about, you know, what we might talk about, but ah, cool. I listened to this, um, Leon Russell and, and JJ Kale. I was listening to the JJ Kale record. Um, yeah. I think it's called naturally. Um, but it's all Tulsa sound people. Cause during the set, the early seventies, 72 to like, I don't know, mid seventies, Leon Russell owned, um, the church studio here, which is, uh, was where shelter records was formed. Um, and like where Tom Petty signed his first deal was here, um, on on shelter. Um, and it was kind of a epicenter for some of the stuff that was happening during that time in, you know, rock and roll. Mm. Like George Harrison was hanging out here with, um, Leon Russell and I think Clapton was here for a minute and a bunch of people recorded there during that time. Um, but there's actually, um, a lady here in town, um, Teresa Knox, who's, she's put a bunch of money into renovating it and she's got it, um, like on the historical register for like, it's one of the only ones that's a recording studio that will be like historical national, um, landmark and she's put tons of money into renovating it and making it kind of a, a a tribute um to all the people who have who were there um and it's going to function as a new studio so um yeah it's pretty cool and keep on keep on the legacy <laughs> yeah cool so that's kind of what what i've been into at the moment 
Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we could just uh, talk about how people can find out more about uh, Tulsa Band and Guitars and maybe links to your website and social media and then just let people know how they can be in touch with you. Yeah, I mean, we're, we try to keep everything we've got uh, in the shop super current on our Reverb, um, which um, you can... My website has like kind of a landing page with our About Me stuff. It's just TulsaBand.com. Um, and then a lot of our listings will kind of just link out to what we've got on reverb. Cause that is the most current way that we list everything. Um, and then with our socials, um, is Instagram is Tulsa band Inc. And we post a lot of like, even what we get in use cause we get trades and stuff all the time. Um, and we, we post them like pretty fast, like within a day or so of whenever we get them in and new stuff, whenever we get it in. Um, it's usually within, within like, you know, a day or so, um, on there. And, and so what we have listed is usually pretty much exactly what we have in, in the store with a few exceptions. Um, but it's Tulsa Band Inc. Um, Instagram is where we're probably the most active. Um, if you want to reach out to us there, um, I will help you out because I, you know, do it myself and, pretty much everything we do, you know, I'm, I'm here every day, uh, working right alongside everybody. So, um, yeah, if you need something, just hit me up. Very cool. Well, thanks for coming on Trey. And I do want to mention to Trey and Tulsa band that they are a excellent dealer of Porter pickups. So if yeah. you, if you want to grab some pickups that are ready to rock, um, they are a great place to find those to, uh, hit them up for custom orders or, Anything that you're looking for, um, you can definitely order through those guys. Um, highly recommended, obviously, from our end. Um, but, yeah, really cool to talk with you today, Trey. And, uh, yeah, just thanks for being on the show. And and we'll include those links um, that you mentioned there, Trey, too, in the in the show notes for anyone who's listening to this. They can find uh, direct, directly to your website and uh, Reverb Store and all that good stuff. So thanks for being on the show today, Trey. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It was, it was good to kind of just talk about some of that stuff um and hope you guys uh are doing well with your own business and and to everybody out there i hope you guys are holding your shops down and or your manufacturers whoever out whoever's out there listening to this so <laughs> you made it through you know you're, you're still going so keep keep pushing and keep going right on i think that's a great uh, great piece of advice thanks again trey and we'll uh, catch you guys next time on the tonecast